I want to thank Research Consultants International for sponsoring today's podcast. They're a globally renowned lead generation firm that helps economic development organizations create real prospects. They've helped over 500 economic development organizations. Let me tell you exactly what they do. They facilitate one-on-one meetings for economic developers with corporate executives who will have projects soon. They can facilitate these meetings to where you travel to the corporate executive's office and meet them there, or you meet them at a trade show, or even have a conference call so you don't have to pay for travel. They recently launched a service called FDI 365, which provides you a lead a day of fast-growing companies that will be expanding soon. Their research has helped over $5 billion in projects get cited since inception. I encourage you to go to www.researchfdi.com to learn more about research consultants. As far as I'm concerned, they are absolutely the best lead generation firm in the business for economic development organizations. Call them now. They can help you create real prospects. Welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group We Are Jobs podcast. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of Next Move Group. And today I've got Amber Hunter with us with Research FDI out of uh, Montreal. And I think uh, Research FDI is the best lead generation firm as far as I'm concerned in the business. And Amber, thank you for being with us. You all have sponsored our podcast in the past and doing it again this year. And, uh, and we're so proud of that. So why don't you tell us just a little bit about what Research FDI does and really uh, talk about your growth right now that's coming. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Yes, you all are sponsors of our podcast, so we're going to do several features on RCI this year because I think you're the best lead generation firm in the economic development space. And I know it's your 10-year anniversary, so why don't you talk to the our audience about what Research uh, Consultants does in your 10-year anniversary? Absolutely. Well, thank you again for your continued support. Next year is actually going to be a very special year for us. It's 10 years in the making. Maybe you don't know, but in 2016, we had about seven people in-house and now we have 35. So that's wow, been true. That. Yeah, that's been tremendous growth. We moved offices about two years ago, and we are completely at capacity at the moment. So on the on the scout for a new for a new office. Ten years. We're we're very excited about it. We're planning something. It's still a bit of a mystery, but we're thinking we're going to have a party. We don't know if we're going to invite all of our clients and friends down to Montreal in the summer, of course. So stay tuned for that. But we do have something in the works that's going to really represent how proud we are to have made it to year 10. Awesome. You know, I love Montreal, so I have to go. I haven't been there probably in two or three years. I went up for the Montreal Jazz Fest. Oh. Of course, you know, New Orleans, we know how to do a jazz fest. And so uh, I had heard about this one in Montreal, and I figure it was exaggeration. You know, I got up there, and it was fantastic, other than half the singers were singing in French. <laughs> and I didn't know. But one of my favorite ones was a French singer. His name was Natty Jean. That's Natty what I call Jean. him. They call him Natty Jean. Oh, Jean. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was one of my favorite ones. But every word he said was in French, but I still really enjoyed it. That's so. it. As long as the melody is good, I don't know if it matters <laughs> about the language. That's right. Well, talk about FDI 365. I think that's something that you 
you all came out with in the last year or two. So talk yeah. about it. And uh, and also, I believe you got now version 3.0. So tell us yeah, so that Yeah, so that's another exciting thing on our calendar. We're launching 3.0 of FDI 365, which is our leading business intelligence uh, platform. So essentially, the, the updates are mostly aesthetic, but it's looking very good, if I say so myself. The, the purpose of this platform is really tailored to communities that are trying to refocus and, and be a little more proactive rather than reactive. And we know that can be hard sometimes based on the resource and time that they have wearing a lot of hats. So what this does essentially is it kind of replaces a database. So you don't need to go in there and scout through you know hundreds of companies and find the best ones. What we do is we deliver a lead a day of a high growth company and we show you the indicators of why it's growing. And we also have a human curated selection rationale, which pinpoints the key assets that your community has and the talent that you have that makes a synergy with why we think this company would fit for you. So it really alleviates a lot of the research and gets you right to the client and calling that prospect. And so I know, uh, so this is RCI's 10th year, and we should say we're recording this in December of 2019 at the Mid-America EDC event in Chicago. So sometimes it takes us a month or two to air this. So since we're saying <laughs> next year, people need to know 2020 is the year that we're talking about. So uh, when did you join RCI and kind of walk these folks through uh, what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So I joined RCI almost three years ago to the day. Right now I am the Vice President of Business Development, and I focus on the North American market. So essentially, I'm in the U.S. 50% of my time. My role is, you know, introducing clients to our programs and different tiers of things we can do to help with investment attraction. But I also like to see myself as a kind of as an ambassador to the client. So as you know, most of economic development is really focused on relationship building. So a lot of what I do is understanding my client, understanding what their goals are, what their KPIs are, and then kind of working with the operations team to not only showing what the objective is, but really explaining what would makes my client happy and that's kind of so I'm kind of the middleman in that regard my clients right. know that I'm sure they could testify that they text or call at any point and you know I'll go to bat for them so I think that's really where I kind of come to play and so most economic developers can find you at events like this I assume I guess uh, you're on the trade show uh, circuit yes they find me in any city uh, they know to come to me always there for the receptions uh, I like to have a good time uh, I was actually just in New Orleans and that was quite the experience oh, it was my yeah. first time I'll definitely be going what back when were you down? What was it, SEDC? SEDC, yeah, yeah. yes, yes. You know, we have a Mardi Gras event every other year. I don't think you came to our Mardi Gras last year. Bruce did. And so we'll do it again in 2021. And we're going to have to really plan something. Because we've doubled in growth this year. So by the time Mardi Gras gets here, you know, we'll yeah. be able to really, really hit it out. And I apologize for the background noise to our listeners. We're, we're recording this at a conference. So there's they're changing out the breakfast for the lunch, which is highly important <laughs> to me. So, so I'm glad with that. One thing I want to ask you, we uh, we probably share uh, clients, or at least a lot of our clients can be clients of yours, especially in our executive search space. We help towns as small as 5,000 people to as, as large as, uh, well, we did the World Trade Center in New Orleans and Cheyenne, Wyoming, for instance. What trends are you guys seeing? I mean, economic developers and boards are always asking me what I'm seeing in the marketplace. What kind of trends are y'all seeing as kind of the frontline lead generation people that economic developers might be interested in? Yeah. Well, the two trends that I'm noticing now is that a lot of communities as of late have been winning food and beverage projects. That seems to be kind of on the uptick in terms of warehousing, cooling facilities. Mm -hmm. But another thing that I'm noticing is that a lot of communities, even smaller, are trying to branch out and be more tech oriented. Uh -huh. They're trying to find a way to diversify their community to get these sort of back off 
office operations because as you know those jobs are typically higher paying can help with the medium wage and it's also kind of plays into effects to their workforce a lot of people are starting new workforce programs to try to bring back their population that go after college and having these kind of high-tech programs kind of plays in part with that so we're seeing a lot of communities that come up to us and say I want to go recruit tech and we always say well wait let's take a step back let's focus on maybe doing you know some research some strategy looking at your assets seeing where it could fit we'd love to sell recruitment trips to everyone but we really want to have a full package in place before they go in sort of blind to markets so to speak right. so if an economic developer calls you and really knows nothing let's say it's their first day on the job and they want to do lead generation but they know very little I mean you guys can help them with the strategy not just hey Let's put you on a trip to Chicago since that's where we're sitting today. I mean, talk about, I guess, give your sales pitch of all your services and yeah. the different ways that you can help folks. Well, absolutely. And what's so great about us is that we have some very key partnerships with you and a lot of other firms and our partner firm, WavTech, where we have this embed, deep embedded skills uh, of across the board in terms of strategy, in terms of target analysis. So we can really kind of help create a menu item for every community that's just starting. Say they don't even have a website, we can then find them the right partners to create a website. We also offer training so we can kind of come for the new and hire. We can come in-house and do a two-day workshop focused purely on recruitment or how to set up their recruitment team. Oh. So really from the sort of beginning, if they have a carte blanche, we can help them evolve and, and kind of figure out what they want to do. So it, it's great. Recruitment, you know, is that's our bread and butter. That's where we, I think, have the best reputation as our quality of our leads are, are quite spectacular. But yeah, when we have a client come to us and we want to listen to them. It's really key to listen, understand where they are in their sort of scope, and then we can figure out or let or recommend at least programs that make sense for them at that moment. Right. And so we've had Bruce on our show. So tell us your background, kind of what you did before you joined uh, Research Consultants. Absolutely. So funny enough, me and Bruce uh, are friends and we went to neighboring high schools, which we didn't know oh. until we started working together. <laughs> so we were kind of rival high schools, if you will. So when we got to work together, that rivalry is still there. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually five years ago started in the space for a consulting firm and I was working as data entry. Full disclosure, my friend worked there and got me a job and I had no idea what economic mm. development was. N nobody uh, else yeah. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Yeah, two months in, I still did it. No. And then I was tasked with calling into the companies and being that first kind of layer of speaking to a client and, and vetting them for the potential community. And uh, I mean, I'd like to say it was my it was my talent, but a bit of fluke and a bit of luck, which I think a lot of projects sometimes come down to. Uh, I spoke with a growing fintech company and lo and behold, within six months, they went to that community representing 40 new jobs to software engineers. Oh, wow. And that was three months into my five-year career. Right. And that's when I really had that light bulb go off and say, oh, this works. This is real. You can have concrete jobs. You can see people, you know, the ribbon right. cutting. It was a great feeling. So that led me to move to the business development side as well as doing consulting work. Mm -hmm. And I haven't looked back since. You know, and I'm curious, the economy's good right now, and you guys are growing. I figured you would grow when the economy was bad, because I figured people <laughs> would really need more companies and jobs then. And I guess talk about the dynamic that you're growing really in these good times. And, and also talk about in our business, we're seeing more boards when we're doing these executive searches say, we want to have 40 or 50 jobs instead of 500. We're seeing a lot of more boards say they want to diversify and recruit smaller, even manufacturing, not just... Is that something that y'all see and is that something that you uh, that you can get folks in the door with? 
Absolutely. I think that really calls to what I was mentioning before in terms of the availability of workforce. We do have state clients, but we also have rural communities. We also have, you know, villages, towns, and they have a major problem with having, you know, a labor, but perhaps not the most skilled or not the skills for the companies they're trying to recruit. So when we sit down with them, if we even propose a company that's interested and wants to create 200, 500 jobs, they, you know, are, are frank in the fact that they can't fill that building. They can get the facility or they may have the land, but they can't find the jobs unless they start poaching outside. And then we know the type of political crisis that is. So for them, they just focus on working on their what is their sweet spot. So that's communities of 50. And I know you guys are based in Canada. I assume most of your business is in the U.S., but we actually have some Canadian listeners because, you know, I got the analytics that tells me. So we have some <laughs> Canadian listeners. So do you help Canadian communities also call on you? I mean, uh, I guess is there a territory that you're stronger in or can you help, you know, anybody? Absolutely. Well, I'm biased because I represent North America, so I'm going to say that all of our best clients are in the U.S. because <laughs> that's all the fine. But we do work a lot with Canada, specifically in Ontario, actually, and Quebec. So we represent the province and the city of Quebec. And we do a lot of FDI missions for them coming into the U.S. Right. So it's really helpful for me because I know both U.S. EDOs and Canadian EDOs. So I'm very transparent about the clients that I work with. And anytime one of my clients is going into a community of another client, I call them and let them know because sometimes just having that kind of camaraderie can really help benefit a sort of tit-for-tat way, showing them, you know, making some meetings with some key people in exporting or suppliers, et cetera. So we just like to keep the lines of communication open, and we think it can really, you know, benefit both sides. Well, Amber, give these people your contact information. And then, uh, again, she's at most all the big IEDCs and the Mid-America Conference and the SCDC and so forth. So give these folks your contact information so they know how to get a hold of you. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Chad, for having me. I really appreciate it. You guys can reach me at amber.researchfdi.com. We'd love to hear from you and, you know, tell you a little bit more about what we do. All right. Thanks so much.